When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the NFT Nation podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. And in today's episode, I will be explaining what a stablecoin is and why they are so important inside the world of crypto. So without further ado, let's just hop right into it. So have you ever wondered, like wanted to invest in crypto and you don't want to have the value, uh, like in the volatility of that like crypto is? So that's what kind of uh, stable coins are all about. And if you still want to be able to transfer your money around the crypto space, while having it stay pretty much the same amount and not rise or fall within the crypto space, this this is what stable coins are here to do. So uh, some cryptos were meant to be a means of exchange instead of a store of value, and a means of exchange would be uh, like a stable coin, and a store of value would be something like Bitcoin. But these stable coins are meant to be a means of exchange all across the uh, crypto ecosystem. So to answer to uh, have our first question today. What exactly is a stablecoin? So a stablecoin is an attempt to create value to the crypto market without having a volatile price movement. Um, the majority of them are pegged one-to-one with a fiat currency like USDT, aka Tether, which is pegged one-to-one to the US dollar. Um, the majority of stablecoins are used for decentralized exchanges, aka crypto or, or aka crypto-only exchanges, where users cannot cash out their crypto for fiat, so they transfer their money back into stablecoins. So say they are holding a lot of Ethereum on a decentralized exchange, and they want to cash out, they will cash out for a stablecoin, because decentralized exchanges do not offer ways to convert that money straight into fiat. Um, also, they're mainly a utility token, uh, so stable coins are mainly just to be used inside the ecosystem. They are not meant to be, you do not buy stable coins because you believe they will increase in value. And also, uh, they are price stable digital assets. So if you want a digital asset, if you want your money in the digital world without, like, just like I said earlier, without having the volatile price movement, that is what a stable coin does to offer. Also, it's pegged against fiat currency. So if you want, uh, something that's backed by fiat money, you would want a stable coin. Also, they are designed to stay at a fixed value. That's why it is called stable. And they are secured via cryptography, just like any other cryptocurrency. They are secured just like that because they are stored on the blockchain. A list of popular stable coins include, uh, not like these are in no particular order, just some uh, very popular ones. And the, for the first one, we have USDT, which is Tether, which is backed one-to-one uh, for the U.S. dollar. And then we have USDC, which is the USD coin. 
and we have uh, BUSD, which is the Binance USD coin, uh, TUSD, which is the trust token, and we have DAI, which is DAI, and that is also a very popular stablecoin. Uh, these these are stable coins for every currency, but the U.S. dollar is the main uh, currency that stable coins are created for. But be sure to do your own research before you purchase any stable coins. So pretty much, uh, what function function sorry do these stable coins serve? So obviously, stable coins can help transfer money without the fluctuation of prices. So if you want to send your friend fifty dollars, uh. If you send them $50 in a stablecoin, it will still be $50 in a stablecoin a month from now. Uh, they bridge the gap between fiat currencies and the crypto market because they bring, because if you have a $1 bill, that $1 bill is always going to be $1, and the USDT token will always be $1 as well. They also provide a hedge against volatility in the market um, because it will stay at the same price. If, market, if the market starts to have a downturn, you're... Uh, crypto will stay the same price if it's all in stable coins. Also, uh, the demands for stable coins are very high, so there's a potential to make an uh, interest on loaning out stable coins in certain areas of the market. Um, just like I mentioned, just like I mentioned, you can also you can lend stable coins and make interest on them. Uh, you can do this on decentralized exchanges called like Aave, uh, Compound, and Oasis. So obviously, I don't want to get into how you do that, uh, that would be a later episode, and that would be a more in-depth episode of how to make money via stable coins, but that's just like kind of a broad picture. Also, many decentralized applications or dApps run with the use of stable coins. Um, also, stable coins can be sent over the internet very easily, kind of like a Venmo payment, but with crypto. And uh, just like I said, you can pay a friend with stable coins if you'd like instead of any other crypto. Say like you want your friend to... You owe your friend 50 bucks. You don't want to send them 50 bucks in like Bitcoin because that can fluctuate up and down. And maybe you think Bitcoin's going to go up in the future. You can send them USDT, which will be $50 no matter no matter what. So how do you get stable coins? You can obviously earn them. Uh, you can uh, get paid by a friend. Um, just They just transfer them to your wallet. You can also trade on decentralized exchanges and swap them and swap your crypto into many different stable coins you can also um you can uh pretty much just buy stable coins off of a centralized exchange like a coinbase or something like that where you can uh pay uh money with pretty much i've done this before where on coinbase i have paid five hundred dollars for five hundred dollars worth of usdc which is the usd coin and it kind of converts one to one so you it's just like a straight transfer and then you can go you can pretty much do whatever you want with that crypto from there. Um, also, uh, so let's say, for example, you buy $100 of a token like USDC. Say you want $100 in Tether. So you you log on to Coinbase, you buy $100 in Tether, Tether, and then you transfer it into, let's say, your personal wallet because you don't want it on Coinbase. Um, you can use this money on centralized exchanges and then transfer it to a decentralized exchange, like I just said. Or you can transfer your stable crypto like ETH or BTC, for example, on a decentralized exchange as well. So if you if you have uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum in a decentralized exchange, you can transfer it into a stable coin. Uh, also, if you want to wait for a certain crypto to drop in price, you can transfer uh, your money into a stable coin. And then once you feel like it has dropped in price and you're looking to buy, you can instantly uh, swap 
your tokens for that cryptocurrency. Like say you you hold $500 worth of USDT and you are waiting for Ethereum to drop 10% before you buy. Once Ethereum does drop, you can instantly swap it and now you own Ethereum instead of USDT. Uh, so like who uses stable coins? And obviously uh, on decentralized exchanges, a lot of traders, uh, especially crypto traders, will use these stable coins because uh, traders are pretty much people uh, that trade crypto at a fast pace and they will need to swap between coins very quickly and they will utilize the stableness of these tokens to they will swap uh, say they make a trade for ethereum they'll swap it to usdt which is tether and then they'll swap swap it to maybe bitcoin because prices can fluctuate very fast they don't want to swap it in between crypto to crypto they want crypto to stable coin so it doesn't uh, drop or rise in price as they are trading. Also, many different exchanges uh, really like stablecoins because they use stablecoins to attract users who have significant trading volume. So they are looking to uh, attract many different people that will come onto their platform and trade a lot because of trading fees and everything. So they're awful. Offer, sorry, a stablecoin. Uh, they can offer a stablecoin to attract a wide range of customers because everyone is able to understand that the stablecoin will keep its value. Also, uh, retail users use stablecoins as well because they are a great store of value because they will keep their price. And also they will use stable goods to purchase other crypto and many different services because a lot of co uh, countries, uh, not really the U.S. because we're kind of lagging behind in that department, but many Asian countries are using stablecoins inside their economy uh, to buy and purchase everyday items. Also, borrowers on decentralized exchanges will take out loans that is backed by crypto, and they will receive that loan in stable coins, which is really cool to see. So another question that a lot of people have asked is that, what is backing the coins? Like, what's making the coin stay at maybe $1? Um, so there's different many forms of collateral, and that's what's kind of keeping them uh, they're, that's what keeping their price stable. Sorry. And the first example is a one-to-one -one peg of fiat money to stable coins. And the greatest example of this is pretty much just tether, which says it holds one U S dollar for every tether. Um, it can also be backed by many different cryptos, which we'll get into in a minute. But so the pros of a fiat collateral peg is pretty much that it has the highest degree of certainty that it will stay at $1 because there is physical money behind the project. But there's a lot of scrutiny around one-to-one uh, -one peg of fiat, especially with Tether. Tether's been in some hot water lately because of this. But the cons is that since the company owns, like, all the capital, uh, it's frozen and they're not buying or, like, kind of um, – they're not – they can't really access the money very easily because it is in fiat. Also, there's always the probability that illegal actions and the company going bankrupt or pretty much just stealing money so – since the assets are not public, the company can always just lie about what they are um, doing with the one-to-one -one peg. Like maybe Tether just doesn't even have a one-to-one -one peg and they're just saying they do because it's not audited and it's not public. Uh, just like I said, it's very hard to prove that the company actually has all the collateral it says it has. Um, examples of fiat collateralized stablecoins are Tether. Uh, True USD, Gemini USD, which is uh, a stablecoin established by the popular trading forum Gemini, and it's actually run by the Winklevoss twins. And you have the USD coin, which which aka USDC, 
which was issued by Circle and Coinbase, and you also have the DAI token. So you can tell that a lot of the most popular stable coins are one-to-one fiat. Um, and to move on to that, we have the algorithmic, algorithmic peg. Sorry, pretty hard word to say, but pretty much if it's a certain type of uh, kind of like a smart contract where it will keep the price balanced due to the buying and sell orders. And pretty much if a bunch of people want to buy the stable coin, the price wouldn't rise because more coins would be created. So kind of like they turn the money printer on and send those coin to all the people that want to uh, pretty much buy the stable coin. And if a bunch of people want to sell the coins, the algorithm would get, a, uh, get rid of a bunch of coins to keep the supply stable so pretty much everyone that sells they would burn pretty much an equal amount so the price always stays as close to one dollar as possible and just to, just to reiterate this is a algorithmic peg and the pros and cons the pros are that uh no prior assets required for collateral so the company does not have to have maybe like a billion dollars worth of usd to run this because it's pure based off programming and the cons are that there are a lot of questionable skeptics all about if the algorithm will actually work properly due to a high influx of sell orders or maybe even the buy orders that it can be depegged due to some kind of mishap an example of this would be the terra luna madness and the crash um feel free to look into that it's really it's a crazy situation with how terra luna kind of crashed after the uh, de-pecking of their stablecoin. And the next type of collateral is called the crypto collateral. And pretty much this is where all the collateral is stored as crypto and can be seen on the um, can see can be seen by the entire community on the blockchain. Um, this is pretty much just saying that instead of holding cash in a bank account, the company will have their stable coins backed by Bitcoin or a similar type of cryptocurrency. So say there's like a billion, like a uh, let's say a million dollars worth of a certain crypto, then it will be there. The company will hold a, a million dollars in Bitcoin. Uh, a pros of this is that it's easy to prove that the company actually has the collateral needed because it is all on the blockchain. You can view the wallet and how much money they have that um that's behind the project and on also the cons is that the collateral is very volatile since it's in crypto so if you see a massive crash in crypto um that stable coin can have the risk of being depegged because if the if the company does not kind of keep that one-to-one -one peg there can be some problems and just like i mentioned problems with stable coins uh here are some kind of more issues in the, in kind of like the in the broad stable coin kind of space is that there's no insurance with stable coins so it's not regulated like the fdic bank so in banks when you store your money obviously there's insurance uh up to a certain amount of money that is stored in the bank but when you buy stable coins there is not the same amount of insurance so if the company goes bankrupt your funds uh have the risk of being gone also, there's a collateralization issue. So if Tether or another stablecoin is not backed one-to-one, -one, it will crash, and so will your money. So your money is, even though it is called a stablecoin, there is still a risk of it becoming unstable. Um, it's very hard to main, pay, maintain the peg in the long run. Uh, the history of peg currencies normally doesn't work out. An uh, example of this would be the gold standard, because normally economies will eventually kind of detach themselves from a certain aspect of like a peg or whatever because they want to kind of be able to control the money supply on their own. But I see stable coins as something different because it is kind of proven with technology where it can be physically um, 
where with technology, it can be pegged one-to-one through like all the algorithms and kind of the one-to-one backing of the stable coins. Also, um, since it is centralized, like a company kind of controls the stable coin. Some people get scared because, uh, in the crypto space, it's supposed to be decentralized. And if it is not, if it is centralized like a bank, people will kind of get scared and be worrisome of that. It's not fully decentralized and there can be some problems there. Also, um, users are scared about the possibility of regulation from governments because since crypto is new and so are stable coins, uh, people are worried about what the government can potentially do with the stable coins and maybe they'll make a new law where stable coins are non-existent and that would kind of crumble the decentralized exchange kind of world especially with crypto so that's it for today's episode of nft nation hopefully you learned uh everything there is to know about stable coins and if you have any more questions feel free to ask me a question in the spotify poll or even shoot me a message on one of our many social medias if you want to go uh kind of have or find out how to contact us click on the link tree in the description and you will have many ways to contact us you can send me an email you can follow any of our social medias which is at nft underscore nation underscore podcast and yeah we're we're always open to any messages you all have so feel free to send them in and we will uh, respond I just want to thank you all again for listening. Feel free to share this with a friend if you learned something. And if you did learn something, please leave five stars because it really helps Spotify know that even though we are a small podcast, people still enjoy our stuff and they're looking forward to our episodes all the time. So yeah, that's going to be it for me today. Hopefully you all learned something and have a good one, guys.